Welcome to Porch Club Podcast. I am your host, Jess, and today we will be continuing on from last week's conversation with Jonah Kroll. He isn't here with me currently. I am recording this intro post this episode's recording. However, he will be joined. His voice will be with us very shortly. But before we jump into this conversation that was abruptly stopped and will abruptly start again... I want to say Happy New Year's. It is, I say Happy New Year's. It's Happy New Year. This is just one year that is ushering in. It's not multiple years. Anyways, Happy freaking New Year. It's 2024. We're two days into the new year. Um, yeah, you guys feel like a like a fresh birthed baby, <laughs> like a, a phoenix that's risen from the ashes. Um, if not, that's totally fine. It doesn't have to signify death and rebirth, but. That's kind of what it signifies for me, and I love it. It's just like we are shedding the things that no longer serve us, and we are inviting things that do into our lives. The new year is a great time. It's like a great vessel, a great catalyst to usher in positive change and just leave behind all the yuck. So, that being said, I hope this year is a beautiful, beautiful new year. I hope you feel inspired to pursue new things that will bring you joy and i just uh love and appreciate you all very 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 much for listening to this passion project that is miraculously still hanging on so without further ado let's get back to last week's episode ladies and gentlemen days and thems human beings aliens anyone listening jenna crow this is actually another one of my things i'm hoping to do for the new year is i'm trying to be gracious with myself and patient. I have friends who are doing bus tours and they're playing stadiums and stuff like that. And they're making, some of them are making six figures doing this stuff. And I'm over here, I'm making way more than I thought I would be making, but I am by no, especially once taxes roll around, I'm not rich by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get really antsy and I get really down on myself. I'm like, why am I not there? I I could be there. I sometimes if I get really, if my ego really gets in my way. I'm like, I deserve to be there too. Yeah. But then you just gotta be like, it's not your time yet. Take yeah. your time. And also like, there is something really fun. Like I just was getting coffee with a buddy yesterday um, who I used to gig with a lot when I was in Buffalo. And I told him like, dude, I really miss what we used to do where we would go to the Irishman and do two hours of music for 50 bucks. And he was like, he, he was like, what do you mean you missed that? You are literally play, you're opening for like like big A-list artists on big stages. You're being flown out and making hundreds of dollars to do that. I'm like, mm-hmm. I know, but it's different. <laughs> it's different. And it's crazy. I never thought I would miss this. Mm-hmm. I never thought I would miss doing open mics at um, um, the Daily Planet. Is that place still open? Is that a coffee shop? Yeah. Uh, I've actually never been there, so I don't know. It's but like I close know to of here. it. Actually, yeah. Maybe, maybe on my way out, I'll go check it out. I think you should. Yeah. Let me know. <laughs> yeah, I will. I used to I used to run an open mic there. And really? Like six people there. It's crazy. Wow. It's like super little. So, you know, um, it's crazy that I never thought I would miss that. Yeah. And not miss it in the sense that I would go back to that life, but just appreciating it yeah i appreciate i guess it's like a sense of nostalgia too you know but and i could have had so much peace yeah i could have had so much like you need a drive you need hunger to get where we get but like i think it's hard you can have hunger without discontentment absolutely like setting goals and constantly working on moving forward while appreciating Everything that you have currently, I think, is the key. Yeah. <laughs> is is it? That is it right there. That's probably a daily. I don't know about you. For me, that's a daily battle because mm. I still like. I still have times where I'm like, "Damn, I'm sick of this. <laughs> I'm sick of this. I'm tired of teaching for like eight hours a day and then playing Tin Roof for five people that just want to hear Wagon Wheel times five. <laughs> like, yeah. Ugh. I've actually, I've gotten really good at not doing that. I mean, I still have my days where work is just extra stressful. I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck this. I don't want to be doing it anymore. <laughs> um, but I feel like, and a lot of it is like, I just kind of shoot out like, wow, I love this. Or I'm so grateful for that. Like mm-hmm. in all the quiet moments of my day when I'm by myself, like even when I'm 
not actively at my desk and if I'm like going around cleaning my house or like doing the dishes I'll like just start thinking like wow I fucking I love my house I love that I can just wash my dishes in my own kitchen and like I'm just constantly geared towards vocalizing what I'm grateful for in my life yeah. and I think that's been the game changer in not spending too much time thinking about what I don't have it's like the shift from coming from a place of lack and desire to mm. gratitude and appreciation but I'm still setting goals yeah and I don't know if I'm gonna reach the goals but I'm gonna try to keep growing I'm gonna try to keep growing and as long as I'm moving forward in some direction yeah. that's because that's what I want in life then yeah. that's I'm happy I think yeah do you this is going to be really heady and a little spiritual and it's something that I don't even have an answer for myself. But I'm mm-hmm. curious. Do you believe in the whole idea of like, what's that Rolling Stones song? Um, you can't always get what you want, but sometimes you get what you need. Yeah. Do you, do you believe that's true? That like sometimes God, life, the universe, whatever mm-hmm. gives us what we need, but not what we want. A thousand percent. Mm. a thousand percent and i see that like retrospectively like if if i had gotten everything that i wanted mm-hmm. from the dawn of time <laughs> from the beginning of my my life the creation of jess <laughs> yeah my life would look so drastically different because we you know we we grow and we dis- i truly believe that life is a pro it's a big process of elimination and yeah. we grow into ourselves more and more as we get older. So like if I had gotten everything I wanted 10 years ago, I'd be like married and a housewife with like three kids and <laughs> yeah, like no shade at all. If that's like yeah. the life that you want and are currently living. But for me, like that's not, I think I, I would be miserable right now if that's because that's just not what my soul desires in this yeah. point of life. Or like even I think back to four years ago when I was actively in my relationship, I thought I was going to marry that guy at one point. Mm. And if I had gotten what I wanted, not what I needed. And I and like I do think I needed that relationship because it taught me so much about myself. It yeah. gave me a lot of courage. It gave me a bolder voice to stand up for myself. So I'm, I still needed it at the end of the day. But if I had gotten gotten what I wanted, then I would have married him. I would have started a family with him and mm. I would might i don't know might not even be alive right now honestly (laughs) yeah (laughs) so um yeah i think definitely you get what you need and they're not always it's not always aligned with what you want but like thank god you don't always get what you want yeah because also what you want changes sometimes it does yeah like i think about the things that i've wanted i mean there was also there was a girl that i dated in college who i went ring shopping for at one point Mm -hmm. and holy shit i mean no 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 shade to her like i hope i hope she's living a great life but wow that would have been so bad yeah you know like actually i had this very this was like a very um i I don't know if i would call it life-changing but it was a pivotal moment in my life Mm -hmm. where me and her were on and off for a very long time uh, during college. And then we finally broke up for the last time, right when I went to CMC, which is this school in Nashville that I went to for one semester. It's a very intensive, it's like boot camp for musicians and oh, it wow. was life changing. It's still a big part of my life. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be where I am without it. Mm-hmm. And I was there and I found out that, um, through Facebook that one of my good friends had actually knocked her up oh, over wow. the summer and they ended up getting married and stuff like that. And, now they're not together, I don't think. Um, sorry, I'm spilling all your tea over this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyhow, um, when I found out that she was pregnant, because we had had multiple scares mm-hmm. when we were dating, I remember just sitting back, looking around and being like, that so could have been me. Yeah. And I kind of wanted that at the time, but it wasn't. And like, I wanted to be with her so bad at the time. Um. But I thought about the fact that, oh, my God, if that had been me and not him, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been there. And the rest of my life, I wouldn't have had opportunities to take the risks I've taken mm-hmm. um, as a musician, as a human. And I wouldn't have been able to do that cross-country road trip. I wouldn't have been able to just easily just switch jobs. I wouldn't have been able to live with my parents and just make music and teach guitar for a good year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's just incredible because, like, God, I wanted to, not not a kid. I didn't I didn't want to get her pregnant at the time. Yeah. But like, 
eventually that was something that I wanted. Right. And like I wanted to be with her. That was a trajectory. It was a tra- yeah, it sure was a trajectory. <laughs> yeah. And you know, we had a couple scares. So like it, I felt like it could have been any day that that could have been me. Right. So I'm just like so thankful. Not only that that wasn't, but I'm thankful that I don't always get what I want. Absolutely. Yeah. And I also just like expand on that even more i feel like sometimes when you do get what you want it makes you realize what you actually want if that makes sense like yes what's good for you maybe ex- yeah because yeah. i think maybe that's why so many people that are super wealthy and can't have whatever they want maybe aren't super happy because like they're constantly getting everything Ooh, they want yeah so if you're and like maybe it's realizing that what you want is not guaranteed what's going to make you happy and oftentimes I it's probably going to do the opposite or it's yeah. not going to make you happy yeah. like a lot of the things that we want especially like in western culture in this like consumerist mm-hmm. mindset and yeah. there's like this very prominent grind culture and there's I feel like there's a lot of maybe not even a lot like a little but very specific idea of what happiness should be in America mm-hmm. And then the more you get what you want, the more you realize that this isn't actually sustainable or fulfilling yeah. or... Yeah. Yeah. It's just... Yeah. It's an interesting topic. It wanting. is. It is. Because it's not going to like... I've actually been feeling that where I'm like, you know, so I... And I feel... When I think about it like this, I feel so unbelievably blessed with my life and mm-hmm. like where the opportunities I've been given as a musician. Because... Have you ever thought back to like if eleven year old you would have like been proud be proud of you now? Oh, all the time. Yeah. She would fucking be in disbelief. <laughs> yeah, same. Same. How many yeah. people can actually say that? Yeah. Like, and that wasn't always the case. But I feel so blessed that like eleven year old Jonah would be like screaming with joy at who I am and what I'm doing. And I'm like, that's great. That makes it a lot more meaningful to me. Mm-hmm. But on top of that. You know, I I am in a place that I always wanted to be, and I'm still not like satisfied. I'm not like fully happy. Like mm-hmm. in of it, in of itself, this stuff doesn't make me happy. Right. Which is telling to me, like that it's not the success, it's not the money, it's not the notoriety, it's not the fact that I can walk around my hometown and be like, you're the touring Nashville musician. And look how <laughs> look how cool I am. You know, like yes. no, like it's. <laughs> The people I've met along the way, it's the amazing friends and like for some people it's the lack thereof because they spent their whole life hustling. Yeah, like always in a in a state of chasing. And I think when you want to that extent, like you're constantly in this this place of wanting, it's it comes from a place of lacking. Like it comes from this place of, yeah, it's like. I want these things because I think it's going to fill me up more. And I think like, it's always like setting these. So I think mm-hmm. it always, it comes down to intention. Like what's your intention with wanting? What's your intention with setting these goals? Are you setting these goals because you think they're going to make you happier? Uh, and then once you get those goals, are you going to be able to sit with that appreciation? Or are you just going to keep setting more goals or keep wanting? Like yeah. just want, want, want. Yeah. That's a really good question. And like, I think humans need goals yeah we need drive because like i don't know like to be honest like i don't know if there's a purpose to whatever we're doing i don't know if anyone's gonna remember who i am in 200 years Mm -hmm. but i think that there's meaning in the chase there's meaning in the moment Mm -hmm. um and that's very legitimate but like as long as that meaning doesn't make you miserable yeah you know like your like your sole purpose shouldn't be the chase, and I I yeah. I don't want to talk objectively, <laughs> but my sole purpose can't be the chase. Yeah, that is for me that would be coming from a place of lack, mm-hmm. and so I love growth, and and so I set goals loosely. <laughs> I think my goal is growth, so yeah. I will set goals that I think will get me more growth, but if I grow in ways that I didn't think I would because life takes a turn, then that's okay. Like, I think there's gotta be a balance between set goals, appreciation, letting go of control Mm -hmm. and the desired outcome. Like there's, it's just like, there's so many things that you have to find the balance. Oh my God, for real, for real. It's hard. And that's a lifelong journey too. Yeah, it is. You know, so many of these things, I mean, I I think I like that they're on our minds, but Mm -hmm. like, I'm never going to hit a perfect balance. 
Yeah. You gotta keep trying, but it's never gonna be perfect. Humanity is sloppy. Damn right. That's <laughs> that's all I know. That's yeah. I know. At the end of the day, all I know is no one's perfect and never no. will be. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Do you want to pull a card? Let's do it. Okay. Meaning of life or uh, the conversation one. Oh my god, I don't know. I don't know. I could do one of each. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> we'll I, like, I like it. I like okay. it. Okay. Perfect. We'll start with that. The beautiful conversation storytelling one, and then we'll work our way up to meaning of life. Woo! As we do. All right, shuffling, shuffling. Oh, this is an interesting one. I haven't seen Ooh. this one yet. What would you do if you had magical powers? It doesn't specify and say what magical powers, so let's say you get to pick your magical powers and what you're doing with it. Can I do like a fun, lighthearted one, and then can I do a serious one? Yeah. Okay. I have always liked the idea of being able to fly. Mm. I've always liked the idea, even though it terrified. Did I ever tell you that I, the first time I ever went on an airplane was after I moved to Nashville? No. I had never been on a plane my entire life until then. Damn. Yeah. Um, not, I mean, I just like to drive in everywhere. But like, I like, I've always liked the idea of flying, unhinged, untethered, just flying. I don't know. It's very free because I, I create freedom. And to me, flying with nothing helping you, nothing aiding you is the ultimate sense of freedom. Absolutely. Yeah. If I had like a magical power, deeper answer would be... Um... <laughs> I mean, I, I've always liked... So part of the reason that I like to teach, maybe I'll launch into somewhat of a story with this. Mm-hmm. I love teaching. It's something that I kind of fell into because my aunt, um, my, my extended family in general, owns this music store in North Tonawada, Matt's Music. Um, so one of my first jobs when I was in high school was teaching guitar. And at first it was just for money. It was just for just because. And then like I just discovered that I love it. I love helping people and I love introducing students to not not just introducing them to what are what life can be as a musician and like stuff like that but also helping them through like like this my student keating who gave me this bracelet like Mm -hmm. it meant so much to me that he that i could help him through that time because god i wish i had someone that oh this sounds so cocky no, it's not, not so cocky, but I'm gonna say this. Um, I wish I had some. I wish I had someone like me in my life when I was 11. I love. I think that should be everyone's goal. I think you should become the adult that you needed when you were a kid. Yeah, I love that. I don't yeah. think it's cocky at all. Okay, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Because I almost said that the other day to somebody, and I was like, "Oh, that sounds bad. That sounds bad." Um. Yeah. So I think that like if I had a superpower, it would be. I would just like to give every kid really good self-esteem. Ooh. Such a specific one. I, like, that is so specific. I've never heard anything like that, but I freaking love that. Just yeah. like infuse confidence and self-esteem into people. Yeah. That's incredible. I, I just realized more and more, the more kids I teach that like um, everyone is so insecure and yeah. lonely even in a crowd i was just talking to my mom about my mom's a therapist and i was talking to her about so many kids are lonely even if they go to school and have friends and mm-hmm. like how i felt that you know i i felt like i i don't know what you, you're you know what this is a good <laughs> i want to hear this and i want to hear this on the air too yeah what was your impression of me way back in the day when you first <laughs> met i mean just and please be honest because I'm not easily offended and you know also we're both adults now so that's a good question okay I have to say it's hard for me to reach back into the memory bank of being a kid because I struggled with such severe depression that it Mm. it fucks with my memory and I don't have a lot of childhood memories I also wasn't a big part of your life we weren't in each other's lives that in depth back in the day so I don't know yeah yes so I I, the things that are like really prominent in my memory regarding you was like your Justin Bieber hair. (laughs) (laughs) I tried. I straightened my hair. I don't know if I ever told you that. I don't know if you did. Yeah. Yeah. It was your Justin Bieber hair. And it was like, it was that you were even at such a young age, like trying to 
uh, be a musician. I'm like, this mm. guy is trying to be Justin Bieber. I think that was my <laughs> my problem. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that tracks. That tracks. <laughs> but yep. here you are doing the damn thing. And that's incredible that you have stuck with that journey this whole time. For I lost, decades. I lost too much of my hair to be Justin Bieber now. But like, you know, I mean, it's okay. It's fine. I don't want to be Justin Bieber anymore. So yeah. yeah. But I, I don't know if I ever would have thought you were insecure or like i know mm. every child is being an adult like, yeah, like back, every known. child is but yeah i had no idea i mean i had no idea that you had like severe depression and stuff back then either you were like one of the bubbliest people i knew yeah i masked it entirely with comedy i was like mm. voted class clown in eighth grade uh, wow. for the girls and i yeah, I use comedy and, like, being obnoxious as my mask. <laughs> you know, I thought you were, like, one of the coolest people I knew. Shut the fuck up. I was, like, pissed that we weren't better friends than we were because we just didn't run in the same circles. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, we had, I think, I feel like the shuls were our, like, common thread. Yes. I was like, dang, why can't I hang out with Jess more? <laughs> <laughs> I am flabbergasted and honored <laughs> that that was your perception of me. Yeah. But I, mean, I feel like you're never masking more than, like, I feel like age maybe, like, eight to 18 or 20 yeah and i think that's because insecurity god i was so Absolutely. insecure that's why i straightened my hair yeah. that's why i i tried so hard to be cool mm -hmm. because i felt like such a loser i felt like the biggest loser and i see kids now that i actually have a student who he told he's told me that like he, he's always dripped out this mm -hmm. kid this kid's got great style He's dripped out. He wears like J's and stuff like that, you know, Jordans. And he is very particular about his hair and all that stuff. Um, and I was talking about that one time. I'm like, man, why? what, what makes you want to like do that stuff? And I just kind of gets brain rolling. He's like, um, he told me straight up, at least he was honest. I think that like if I get all this stuff, you know, and kids think I'm cool, they won't bully me so much. That breaks my heart. This kid's like 11. Yeah, like, kids are ruthless. I know. <laughs> but it's all from places of insecurity. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I really think that, like, so many people, I also think about, like, I was talking to my mom yesterday about, like, why, whenever I get home, whenever I come home, my mom and I, like, we didn't always have the best relationship, but I love where we're at now because we can, like, I feel like we have, like, game tape of my entire life, <laughs> my entire childhood and her parenting styles, mm -hmm. where we just kind of, like, reflect and we talk about, like, what each of us could, what I could have done better as a son and she could have done better as a parent and, like, wow. what I want to do as a parent, you know, what I would change and stuff like that, which is so rare. I love having That's that. That's incredible. Yeah. And one thing we were talking about was, like, you know, the friends I had in middle school and high school and, like, because I had some friends that she wanted me to hang out with. That I didn't want to hang out with. And then vice versa. Mm -hmm. Friends I wanted to hang out with that she didn't want me to hang out with. And there were friends that I w was friends with. But I didn't want to be friends with them. But I hung out with them anyways. And like they were either bullying me. Or mm -hmm. they were just dicks. Or like they made me feel very insecure about myself. At various levels and stuff like that. But I wanted to be around them because I wanted their approval. Yes. And I just think about God. Where would I be right now if I didn't need everyone's approval? Oh, my God. The, if I had the confidence and, like, peace that I have now as a kid, I'd be unstoppable right that's, now. <laughs> yes, that's what I mean. And, like, when I – because I do want to be a parent eventually. It's going to be so hard. But my big mission is I want to instill the most self-confidence in my kid as I can. Mm. And it's hard because, mm -hmm. like – I actually try to do that right now with my students where I try to make sure that like they know that like they're impressive, they're valuable and they're so they, they should have high self-esteem because, yeah. you know, like, yeah. And but but here's the thing. You tell them that and they don't believe you. Yeah. And I get that because honestly, like I, I had teachers growing up who did the same thing to me and I felt that same like it feels weird it feels wrong it feels awkward because mm -hmm. for some reason you just feel so icky at that age yeah and i just my superpower i just really think that like the best thing for the world would be if i could instill in every kid from like eight to 18 what you said mm -hmm. self-esteem ruthless self-esteem yeah i feel like that would really like change the world in a lot of ways that like we we'd underestimate i couldn't agree more because being even as an adult being perceived can be terrifying oh, and God, like yeah. 
how much do we filter ourselves and, and yeah. hold ourselves back or like stop ourselves from doing something because mm-hmm. of the fear of what other people think? Yeah. So if you could just have complete confidence in who you are and not give a fuck yeah. what people think in the best way, not like, oh, yeah. I don't care if I hurt your feelings, but like, yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, also, how much value do we still put in what we do? Yeah. Like part of my anxiety during the pandemic was because I wasn't gigging. Mm. I was like, who am I if I'm not a musician? Because it felt like I wasn't a musician. Yeah. And also, I mean, even now, so even recently, I had a show. This is like a real good look into my current mental health. <laughs> I had a show in Alabama. Um, it was the one of the biggest shows I've done all year. Um, we were, it, it was like a uh, Christmas, it was a Christmas special for mm-hmm. this the Tin Roof Band that I play for. Great guys. Um and it, I've played the show before, so it wasn't really that I was nervous about the show. I was nervous about who I was playing with because the two keyboards to be had. One of them is, I think, Dustin Lynch's keyboard player. And then the other one is Brother Osborne's uh, keyboard player. Damn. Like, people, like, doing the thing that I want, the, the next level that I'm hoping to get to eventually. Yeah. And so I'm playing with them. I'm like, God, don't fuck this up. Don't, mm. like, like leave. I want to leave a good impression. And there was one solo that I felt so naked in this solo because it's the end of um, with the, the Elvis Christmas song, um, Santa Claus is Back in Town, mm-hmm. where we'd be like, da 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 The whole band would stop. And I'm just in the middle of this big stage in this big theater, like 2,000 people with these guys right all around me that like are killers. And I had to just like shred and in rehearsal, I would fuck it up. Like, it would be... And I don't mean just in a way that, like, only I would know. I mean, like, it genuinely sounded really bad. Because mm. I would choke. Okay. I would choke. And I remember one day, I actually worked on it. I was at home. I was kind of rehearsing in my own little bedroom studio thing. I did over and over because I'm like, I know the tricks. I know that I need to get it in my muscle memory so that... And then I need to get on stage. I need to breathe. I need to calm myself down. And I did that in rehearsal and I still fucked it up. And I went to my car and I just, I think I cried a little bit. I think I cried a little bit because like I was so insecure. I was like, Mm -hmm. God, I'm punching above my weight class. I'm so not, I shouldn't be here, which is so not true. Mm -hmm. It is so not true. And like it ended up being okay and it was great. But, you know, I, you still feel that as an adult. That's something that never goes away. So, but also, you know. Where would we be as adults if we had the full self-esteem? That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> That's and a good point. I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how to do that beyond lots of therapy and just constant self-care. But mm-hmm. like, I think that the world would do really good if we just had, if we thought higher of ourselves. Absolutely. Especially like, I feel like my my insecurity and least confident version of myself still comes out when I'm doing anything artistic or musical it's just like that extra level vulnerability where it's like this is coming from my heart and i'm putting this out in the world and this is just the rawest version of myself yeah like the next most vulnerable thing would be like just filming myself crying (laughs) you know it's like it really feels like that sometimes yeah Yeah. oh my god yeah um i get that it's hard and i think we're always way more critical i'm sure that like when you post videos of you playing you probably can pick out a million little things. Oh, about. yeah. I'll record like five times. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, fuck it. It's not getting any better than this. I'll put it up. But I'm also like, yeah. I'm not... See, I'm not a perfectionist, but I am... Yeah. I think most people are like very hypercritical of myself. But I'm not going to just sit there and do it until it's perfect. I'm just going to be like, well, fuck it. I'm going to put this one up and I'm still going to cringe every time I listen to it because I know where I could do better. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the hard part because though... And like, I'm like... I'm, I'm a professional. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know music. And I, when I listen to you do those things, I'm like, damn, this is great. This is so good. It's such a vibe. And I mean that wholeheartedly. <laughs> and, it's, it's, and it's like... Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You're so welcome. <laughs> oh, my God. Just so like, nice to see. Yeah, I, that's why we need... I don't know. Validation. I, I learned something about myself where, like, when I'm recording music, I have five songs... I think five specifically songs mm-hmm. that are fully recorded. Like they're done. They're ready to be put out. But I just keep going back because I want to keep fixing them. Yeah. I And I fix them until there's no life in them. 
there's nothing left mm. versus the projects that I've had deadlines for that I just had to at some point say, it's just, it, it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> Those projects ended up having the most character and the most life. Mm, like, even if they aren't perfect there's perfection in the imperfection of those things there's character like we talked about yeah. like this guitar has like all kinds of little dings and scratches or like that big you know the, the white telecaster that i play all the time mm -hmm. is destroyed i have smart i have an acoustic guitar i don't have pictures of it it's um it's it's a little tailor that i used to play all the time I, I drew smiley faces all over it. It has a unicorn sticker <laughs> on one side. It's fugly, but like, God, it's perfect. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's, um, I love it. Here's a little little picture of it. Maybe I'll oh, look at the smiley face. Yeah. yeah. No, I love that. Yeah. I, I love character. Character is good. Character yeah. is important. It's perfection and the imperfection. It's, I, it's weird. Perfection and the imperfection. I really yeah. like that. Yeah. I'll start saying that more. That'll be the title of this this episode or something. I don't know. Yeah. You two titles or you just do the names? I like sum it up with like two or three words. So it'll be like mm. perfectionism, uh, insecurity, and blah, blah, blah with yeah. Jonah or something like that. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Those things describe me so well. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Uh, what's the other? What, what, how about another card? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. meaning of life. <laughs> I love the conversation starter. Like that was such like a like a not deep card, and we just got so deep. So with deep. It. This one's gonna be. This one's gonna take us to like the core of the world. I feel like sometimes they're not as deep as you think they'd be, considering the deck is called the meaning of life. But let's see. Let's see. Sometimes the meaning of life can be pretty shallow. Who knows? That's a good point. Yeah. Wow. I guess this one isn't. <laughs> <laughs> this one's personal. All right, I'm ready. I love it. I'm very open. I also want to preface that I can pull a different card. So, but um, what can you not forgive yourself in currently? Wow. No, no. I want to answer that. Okay. But I have to think about it. I have to think about it. I will allow you to think about it. While I drink my coffee. Yeah. I've definitely had to work through many times, many little things. I Because I used to be so much more self-critical than I am now. There was like a bunch of like... There was times like that I would just put my foot in my mouth and I would just think about it. I would lay in bed and think about it for years. But then I realized there was one time specifically I'll tell this story. When I was at CMC, that, that school in Nashville, mm -hmm. and our um, professors, you know, we all kind of wanted to impress them because they were touring. They were people that could literally get us jobs, get us on tours and stuff like that. And they were industry professionals. So if you impressed them, there was like a sense that like you were going to make it. Okay. Um, and if you didn't, it was very emotionally charged. Um, like I have friends who have a lot of resentment for that program, even though I think it's a great program. It's just, that's like a, for lack of better words, it's a you problem to work through that. Okay. You know? Yeah. And so anyhow, um, it was at the end of the semester and I, I felt good about everything. We were kind of just recapping with everyone. And I don't remember what I said. I, that's the thing I, to this day. I don't even remember what I said. It wasn't that bad. It just, I think I said something in a way that could have been taken in like a dirty context, <laughs> but I didn't mean it to. And usually I am doing that on purpose because yeah. I think it's hilarious, <laughs> but I didn't. It sounded just very, very weird. And like, you know, the guys that the, the professors I was trying to impress were kind of Christian and stuff. And I was just mm -hmm. like, I didn't mean it like that. But I spent like years after that thinking that they thought the worst of me, thinking that like I oh. ruined my chances and stuff like that. Yeah. Come to find years later that they didn't even remember that. <laughs> I'm like, well, damn, I spent my whole life being anxious about that specific moment, realizing that they didn't remember it. Wow. So I went through a period where there was a lot of those little things I was holding against myself that I've forgiven myself for. Mm. And even every day there, I still put, I, I just talk a lot. So I put my foot in my mouth sometimes, I feel that. but I've, I've learned to forgive myself. Um, as far as something I can't forgive myself for, um, there's not, there's not a lot. I feel like a long time ago, I have a lot of stories. I tell I tell a lot of things that could just be set out right in story form. <laughs> I like the storytelling <laughs> element, though. Good. It's good. Good. Uh, there's going to be like millions of stories in this podcast. I love it. <laughs> yeah. There was um one time. Do you remember the Kunkels? 
Yep. Yeah. So there's one time that my brother and Matt Kunkel were both going to check out Grove City College. And Thomas and I went to their aunt's house um, that was like an hour outside of there and stayed with them. Mm-hmm. And it was this rich house, like a very beautiful house. And I've always felt uncomfortable around rich people and nice houses. Mm-hmm. Like I feel very like guarded. Yeah. Because I grew up like around not not like like we didn't grow up rich, but like we had rich friends who were very nasty mm. and very like not kind and very protective of their stuff. Yeah. So I go to this house and I instantly my guard goes up. But gradually these people show me that they are not like that. that mm-hmm. They have these nice things, but they're fine with it. I remember like she would like I would be like, what, what do I do with my dirty clothes? And she's like, I'll just throw it down the stairs. I'll pick it up at some point, throw it in the wash or like. We went and played soccer with the dad and we tracked mud in the house. And instead of freaking out, the mom was like laughing about it. And then just we all helped clean it up. Nice. And I remember I asked her, I was like, you have such nice stuff and you are so unconcerned with it. Why? Why is that? Like when like I've only known people that are like nasty about it mm-hmm. and protective. And she's like, well, no, she said this in a Christian context, but I think that it's true in any context. She said, I believe that like anything that can be made dirty can be made clean. Oh, wow. And I don't even remember her name. I don't know anything <laughs> about them, but like I just, that changed my whole life. I love that. Because I really do think that anything, anything, and like that's, maybe it's controversial, but I really do think anything can be forgiven. Yeah. Like it's hard. I feel like anyone, it's very rare for people to change, mm-hmm. but I think anyone can change and anything can be forgiven. I've seen people forgive people for the worst things. Mm-hmm. And I'm going on a tangent. If I had to say anything that I had a hard, maybe, because I think I can forgive myself for everything. There's nothing I can't forgive. Yeah. But the things I have a hard time forgiving myself for are the times I've hurt people. I feel that entirely. Yeah. And yeah. I have hurt a lot of people. I know that there are people out there that don't like me. I'm not going to name them by name because, you know, I just don't want to put my business. I, I'm, I'm very honest, but I also don't want to put my business too much out there. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to put these people's business out there. Yeah. But there are people I've hurt. Yeah. Um, and even if I can justify parts of it, I still think that it you can't justify hurting somebody. Mm-hmm. And I have to live with the fact that I've hurt some people. Yeah. So. Yeah. I would say that. That's my answer for that. I couldn't agree more. I feel like I have forgiven myself for everything that, like, singularly impacted me and myself alone. Like, Mm -hmm. anytime I made a bad decision, (laughs) it just only impacted myself. Forgiven. It's okay. I have a lot of grace for myself. Yeah. But where I still struggle to forgive myself is specifically, like, uh, how mean I was to my siblings growing Mm. up. Because I was mere... the oldest sister and the second yeah. oldest of six and I was just mirroring yeah every time I was hurt by other kids at school or by my own parents I would just project all of that onto my younger siblings and I would yeah. bully them and I would hit them and I was so brutal as an older sister I was not a safe space yeah and I've spent so much of my like adult life trying to go above and beyond to fix that yeah <laughs> and be an ultimate safe space for all my siblings yeah you seem really close with them at this uh point. we're i would say we're pretty close That's i good. like but you know there's still like little things like little isms and whatnot that yeah. um are just like a result of childhood trauma that i feel yeah. so devastatingly terrible that i contributed to you know like yeah. it's hard to forgive yourself way harder to forgive yourself for the impact the negative impact that you've inflicted on other people than it is for yourself in my opinion i think that's just probably universal yeah oh my god yeah i mean the way i've described it because how how old were you when that was happening and stuff like that i think the bulk of my terror my reign of terror (laughs) (laughs) was when i was between the age of probably like eight and 14 so it was, well that makes a lot of sense i mean yeah. it's not justifiable but damn that makes sense yeah, you know yeah. um i i told this to someone recently i think that we do the best we can with the knowledge we have at the time mm, not everybody does that but that. i think nine times out of ten we do the best we can with the information we have yeah and like 
when you're that age, what information do you have? <laughs> what resources point. do you have? Especially if you live on a farm in an isolated kind of a thing, mm-hmm. you know, like I have like, um, I'm not going to put my girlfriend's business too much out there, but like, you know, my girlfriend as of now, she grew up in the middle of nowhere, Ohio, mm-hmm. right? She grew up in like Mennonite Amish type communities okay. and stuff like that. And she's now, I'm um, very much not like that at all. Yeah. She, she grew up with a lot of um, isms in that like community and those kinds of like social structures and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And she's, working through that and but she's made a lot of weird decisions in the past and like she she also didn't grow up with her parents very close to her and so she's made a couple like unfortunate decisions that she's kicking herself for and i'm like hey you did the best you could with the information you had in front of you yeah you took all the puzzle pieces that were in front of you and you did your best to put that thing together but you didn't have all the pieces. There's other pieces that unfortunately maybe don't fit with what you've made so far, but like it will all fit together eventually. Um, God, that's so much easier said than done. It's easier it to is. say about someone else's situation. I was just going to say that's like, have you ever heard of Brene Brown? Yeah. So she has this whole, I don't know if it's a Ted talk or I can't remember if it's a podcast episode, mm-hmm. but this whole thing dedicated to, the fact that people are generally doing their best with the circumstance at hand and the yeah. cards that have been given to them. So like, and I, I feel like I've always applied that to how the grace I have with other people and I've never applied that to myself. So it's mm. a great perspective to throw on me just now. Yeah. But it is like, it's given me so much grace with other people because if you're looking at someone else and they respond to a situation in a way that you wouldn't in like you you immediately project these judgments on it. Like, wow, they handled that so poorly. But you don't actually know (laughs) what has led up to this point in their life, what their life circumstances have been. Like, maybe that is truly them doing their best. And that was, you know, that's a good point. Maybe that was me just struggling to survive as a kid. (laughs) Yeah. I was doing my best. Yeah. And it, it doesn't justify actions, but like it does explain yeah, and I think it just allows you to have more grace and empathy. Like, yeah. you can still have boundaries and you can still say, hey, just so you know, like, that's mm-hmm. not okay. And, like, you yeah. can't talk to me like that or you can't treat me that way. Yeah. But, like, there is – so, like, you can do that while at the same time holding empathy and being graceful and forgiving. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For for me, the bulk of where I've hurt people is – I'm going to get real vulnerable here. Okay. I'm here for Is it. from, like – so until now, the last time I was in a relationship was 2018. Mm-hmm. And before that, every relationship or situationship I was in, I was the dumper. Mm-hmm. And this relationship in 2018 was the first time I was ever dumped. And I'm not going to lie. It fucked me up. Yeah. It fucked me up real bad. Um, it really hurt my... I already had a lot of self-esteem issues I wasn't dealing with. Mm-hmm. And that just ripped it right open. Oof. So I went to a period of, to put it bluntly, I became a fuckboy, mm-hmm. <laughs> but very bluntly. Um, and most of the time I tried my best to do it in a way that was respectful of the people I was with. Like I tried to make it very clear, like, hey, like if, if we were going to have a situation ship or yeah. if we were going to hook up or something like that, I was like, Hey, listen, we, you need to know, we need to make sure we're on the same page about what this is. Yeah. But the thing is, even if that was the case, it would still hurt them. Yeah. And I've had to live with like a, quite a few people that rightly so think I'm an asshole because mm-hmm. I kind of was an asshole. I kinda, <laughs> I, it was selfish of me to want from them without giving to them. Yeah. I went through the same thing when I, I didn't, I was the dumper. I didn't get dumped, but when mm-hmm. I came out of my relationship, my self of my sense of self-worth and confidence was just non-existent at that yeah. point that I was like desperately trying to get that sense of confidence back. And I did it at first through, well, I, mean, I just need to make sure people are still attracted to me. <laughs> so, yeah, like, yeah, you know? yeah. Just, just to make sure, <laughs> just, in, just in case. You know? Right. Just like vibe tech. Um, you know, in hindsight, I don't know, like 
I, I have grace with that era of myself too because it's like oh yeah it was the very beginning of a long healing process but mm-hmm. I feel like I kind of needed that yeah but it is like it re- it is so in my experience hard to go into these like situationships where it's like yeah. well I know I'm not gonna get attached and yeah. even if I say that and set those expectations if you're not constantly checking in if you're not constantly like reevaluating the situation because like it is so hard to just go into a situationship and like truly like no feelings are involved someone's oh you can't coast yeah (laughs) Yeah. i've been through that a million times i mean i was hung up right right before i met my my current girlfriend i was hung up on a situationship i met at a tin roof Mm -hmm. in indy for the longest time in fact she's probably gonna listen to this podcast what's up (laughs) (laughs) boy that's not awkward at all but um I was hung up for a long time. And you know what? Like, I judged for a long time the fact that, like, I, I was the one that caught feelings. I mm-hmm. caught the feels. But, you know, like, it just wasn't, like, it wasn't mutual. Yeah. And I realized, that helped me realize I did that to so many people. Mm. Not everyone. Not everyone that I was with. Some people were truly mutual. And for those people, chef's kiss. Yeah. That was a beautiful thing. Um, and I think there's beauty in that too. Absolutely. Even that's a weird thing to say because I think that stuff is very looked down on in culture, especially in ex ex Christian culture. Oh my god, absolutely. You know, but when done in an ethical way, I'm so here for it. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. So, but like for it, it was really mostly the people who were my friends mm. that I then went into situationships with because. They're, when you're friends with someone already, you already care about them. Yeah. So you can't have a situation. In my mind, yeah. I don't think you can have a situation with a friend is what I learned. I could see that. I've never done that. I don't think so. I could definitely see that getting messy. Yeah. Because yeah. you already care about them. So like it can easily turn into romance, mm-hmm. not just like practicality. Yeah. So for all those people out there. You don't have to forgive me, but I apologize. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Thanks for getting to that point of vulnerability here. I got you. <laughs> for everyone to hear. I got you. I got you. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I know, like, on, do you use Anchor? No, I have no, I don't know what that is. Oh, it's like a podcast platform. It's actually kind oh. of connected to Spotify. It's It helps you see stats and all that stuff. Okay. Um, they can show you where people click off of the episode. Oh, it's, I see. I don't, I feel like I'm just going to spare myself from that and not even. Yeah. <laughs> same, same. Yeah. I don't need to know. The, be- no. the, the less I know, the better. Yeah, exactly. Just, just post and ghost. Yeah. I don't really even look at stats that much. I'm Good. just like, nope, I don't, it's. I don't want to take the fun out of it for me. And yes. I feel like I'll get too caught up with it. Yeah. That's what's going to give you the longevity. And the longevity is what's going to give you the best chance of success. Mm. So just have fun with it. Because this it. is so much fun. Thanks so much fun. for having me on. Like This has been great. Thanks for coming on to the Porch Club podcast. Also, should we play a song? I think we should. <laughs> okay. I, I think we definitely should. We're going to pretend like we're just impromptu. Like, yes. you know what? This was totally not planned. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> Oh, no, we just happen to have a guitar here. Yeah, I didn't fly with it or anything like no, that. No, 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 no. I'm also, I'm going to like hit this transition button and drink some water. <laughs> now we're going to play a song. It is called Thinking About Love by Wild Rivers. Do you think I could play the intro song? No, that wasn't. Yeah, that, the transition. It was close. Yeah, I was trying to play the transition. Yeah, <laughs> just do a manual transition. All right. Anyhow, that's not very yeehaw of me, so. <laughs> I think it was. Oh, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm a fake cowboy. What can I say? Same. <laughs> Let's give it a go. I might have to record this a few times. That's okay. Okay. It's okay. Oh, We're guys, just doing this. This I'm is just so for funsies. Nervous. This is just for funsies. No, no one's getting paid to do this, so I let's know. just have fun with it. I just... I never, just a little disclaimer for the listeners, I play music a lot by myself, but I, I haven't, I used to play with people all the time when I was a kid, like ha, my best friend Hannah and I would just play guitar and sing together all the time, but I haven't played with anyone else in so long, so I just automatically tense up, I'm like, oh god. Yeah. Especially because you're a professional musician. You actually know what might be fun? Hmm. I want to teach everyone something right now. Okay. Something that I teach, I don't mean to get teachy on you. Teach me. Um, there's something that I go over with my students all the time. Do you know, you know what box breathing is? Uh, I don't think so. It's a type of, it's a breathing exercise that as far as I know, again, scientists, people don't come after me. I'm just a dumb musician dropout. <laughs> but like, as far as I know, it, it's, it's made for anxiety and stuff like that. And what it does is it shuts down the amygdala, the part of your brain that freaks the fuck out yeah. for no reason. 
Um, so with my students all the time, we just had a showcase recently where my students, they're all nervous as hell. They're going mm -hmm. on a big stage with lights and microphones and everything's loud and scary. And I had them backstage and I was like, we're doing, we're doing box breathing. And what he is, it's a four through the nose, so four in through the nose. And then you hold your breath for four seconds. Then you breathe out for four would make it a box, but I like to do six. So it's like more of like a, I don't even know what you would call it, but whatever. You breathe out for six seconds and then you hold your empty lungs for four seconds. Okay. You do that on a loop. And I've A-B'd it with students where we sang their song before that when they were really nervous and mm -hmm. tense up. Then we do a couple rounds of box breathing, do the song again, and they're so chill and they do so well. Wow. It's like instant. I actually have done this breathing in therapy. I didn't know it was called box breathing, but yeah. I think I would like breathe in for four, hold for five, exhale for six, hold for six or something like nice. that. It was like a gradual buildup, but yeah, same effect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. So do you want to like do a couple rounds of it and then do the song and see how you feel? Yeah, yeah, fun? I do for sure. For science? Yeah, for yeah. science purposes. Okay, so I'll kind of got I'll I'll guide us through. I'll kind of like okay. snap my fingers or something so we can count. So here we go in for four. Hold. Out for six. Hold. In for four. Hold. Out for six. Hold. In for four. Hold. Out for six. Hold. Okay, one more. In for four. Hold. Out for six. Let's just go right into it. Okay. Just see how it happens. Guess we got caught up in telling a lie. Some bar, but that was the old me. Remember the night that we slept on the floor, and you told me you loved me. But you don't ever think about that. It's kind of like a light went off, and now you're dead set on giving me up. You're talking like we're so far gone. Now you're 
I definitely botched the ending, but that, you know what? That's okay. I don't. I don't need to. I don't need it to be perfect. We're just gonna roll with it. I don't think we've ever sang together. Um, I'm very shocked at how on lock we are in the har harmonies. Like that usually doesn't happen. Really? Like no, no, no. Okay, this no. makes me feel a lot better. No, no, you're great. You're a pro. You're a pro. You're, you make it very easy. Oh, that's. That's how I make money, <laughs> to be honest. Because I'm not like the main artist. Like, my job is to make it easy. Okay, fair. I'm killing right. it. Thank you. Thank you for coming on and playing music with me. That was this was such a fun episode. It was a good time. I had such fun. I'm so glad that this worked out, that we finally got... I know we talked about doing this, like, what, two months ago or something yeah, like that? Yeah, something like that. Long time right ago. Right when I, when I first started the podcast, we talked about it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um... Don't feel pressured to have me on again, but I had a lot of fun and I would like to do it again. I would be back on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also have one more question for you yes. before we wrap up. Yes. Let me do this. Jonah. Jess. <laughs> Tell me a simple joy that just brings you a lot of joy on a day-to-day basis. That's a great basis. question. Yeah. You know what? Um... On a daily basis. It doesn't have to. Oh, just today's simple joy. What oh. is your simple joy today? Okay. What is my simple joy today? You know, honestly, um, this is going to sound so cheesy, but coming here, not just because like I get to see you and do this fun podcast and stuff like that, but like your apartment is the most Buffalo looking house ever. <laughs> and it just really like, you know, whenever I'm home, I get like I feel like I get to look at my home with fresh eyes mm. and I think about like when I was home and I would go to various people's houses and stuff like that that lived in like houses like this and like it always felt kind of icky to me but then like getting to come in here and look at how amazing you've made this place and like how oh. cool and fresh and welcoming it is and like not what I remember it being mm. and so I get the joy of seeing my hometown with new eyes was my apartment your simple joy? <laughs> it, it, it is. Your apartment is my simple what? joy today. No yes. way. No, I'm dead ass. I'm dead ass. <laughs> like, this place makes me so chill and so vibed out. Yes. God, I just want to come in here and make a French press. <laughs> That's all I want. <laughs> that is the vibe it's giving. I do have a French press in the kitchen. Oh. Um, that brought me, that was your simple joy. You having that as your simple joy is my simple joy today. I'll take it. <laughs> Woo! That made me really happy. That's all I That's yeah. all I want with this space. I just want people to come in and feel cozy and at home and like they could just be comfortable. Well, that's you, it. You hella succeeded in yes. that. Yes. Mega succeeded. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you win the apartment game. <laughs> oh, excellent. Um, also, we should have just been having you play background music the whole time because that's like just a different just vibe altogether. Just while we're talking, just a little bit. <laughs> this is sponsored by Kenmore Studios. <laughs> Kenmore Studios. Uh, yeah, actually, before we completely wrap up, please plug yourself. Got it. Um, <laughs> you can find me at almost everything is Jonah Kroll Music. Jonah K R U L L. People spell it a lot of different ways. Um, Jonah Crow Music. Um, you can find me Jonah Crow on Spotify and Apple Music if you want to listen to my originals. That would mean, or even, even not my, I have some really good covers that are hitting it off. If you like Shrek, I have a cover of Accidentally in Love. It's so that's good. Popping off so randomly, <laughs> like months, like months after I post it, but I, I won't. That's my favorite tangent. rendition of that song. Oh, thank you. It's so good. <laughs> thank you. I love, so if you want to check that out, check Jonah Crow on all the streaming services. I have a, YouTube channel that I don't post to as much, but I'm trying to do that more in the new year. And I have a long catalog of videos you can go back and check out. But if you want to keep up with what I'm doing, the best way to do it is Instagram, which will be at Jonah Curl Music. Um, and catch me on the road. I post where I'm playing with who I'm playing with. And, you know, hopefully eventually I'll be posting some more of my original date tour dates and uh, music. So, yeah. Fuck yeah. Go yeah. follow Jonah and just watch his journey blossom <laughs> it's already been blossoming but yeah <laughs> <laughs>
It felt like one of those. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it'll be great. Thank you so much, Jess. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for being here. So... Anyways, um, just to block myself real quick. Yes. You know where to find me. Uh, come listen every Tuesday. I have a new guest on. Sometimes they will be recurring because we're going to have Jonah back. Um, it's at Porch Club Podcast on Spotify, Apple Music. You can also find me on Instagram at Porch Club Podcast. Until next week, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, this is, I don't know how to end these. So it's just been consistently every week. Ready? PCP out. <laughs> Yeehaw. Yeehaw. <laughs> we did it. Yeehaw. <laughs>